My name is Gabby. My name is Kyla. And this is Black Girl Emo Night. So this is our first episode, kind of like a pilot. It's going to be a little weird. But, you know, I was talking to um, Ben McKenzie. Is, like, I talked about him a little bit, too. Yeah. And he was just like, first podcast episodes always suck, so just do it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's what I've heard, too. Like, it's going to be rough. It's going to suck. We'll get there. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, like, we formed this podcast. Well, for me personally, I want to make, I want to create, like, a safe space for people of color that are in the alternative music community. Been in this music scene for pretty much, like, most of my life now. Been pretty rough being brown. And even, like, when I tried to talk to other people about it, they were just like, nah, fam, like, that's not actually happening. Yeah. Um, which is super gaslighting. For sure. And yeah, just like creating that space where people can have conversations and just like have outreach and um we also want to well I wanna like have space where we can talk about like those difficult issues. Like, as far as especially what's going on right now in America. And, but also I want to be able to just, like, talk about music, you know? Like, just have that space for people of color to come and just talk about things that they enjoy together. Yeah, without people being like, oh, you listen to that band? Like, that's crazy. Like, no. We're all here. Yes, we listen to that band. Yeah, weren't you, um, I feel like we were talking about that a little, where you were talking about how people would be like, how did you find this? Yeah, like, who showed you this band, or, like, why are you even here, or, like, yeah, stuff like that, and it's like, no, like, I found this by myself. Right, I can find music by myself. Yeah, I'm capable of doing this all by myself, without a white person having to show me this music, or introduce me to this. Yeah. Yeah. Which is just, like, a huge thing for me, because literally we wouldn't have this type of music if it weren't for black people and black musicians. Exactly. And then you want to go and say, oh, this is this is not for you. Yeah, which I never understood that either, because I just, I don't know where it got lost that this, a lot of this music was inspired or even just created by like people of color like I don't understand where white people are just like oh no they didn't do that like and I know and I mean just like any other type of music or any other scene really at all like it's all white dominated so it's like I get it over the years you know people just you know didn't do their research or didn't understand where things came from but at the same time it's like don't try to sit here and be like, no, this came from white people when you know full well you haven't done any research into that. So it's like, how can you say this, is, this isn't this is yours or this is for white people when you don't even know where it came from? Exactly. And not even only that, a lot of genres were predominantly black or brown, like, based. Like, yeah. an article about, like, the punk um, scene, and it was, like there was a very large black presence and like very black roots in punk music 
though I definitely want to, we're going to have hopefully an episode about that, but yeah, so it's just like amazing how (laughs) colonialism works. For real, like come on, (laughs) like we can't have one thing, like it always has to be like taken or like you know misconstrued into something else and it's just it's frustrating but especially I don't know like personally for me it's even more frustrating when it comes to music because music is such a personal thing for me and you know it's just so frustrating growing up all these years and these people being like why do you like you're so white or you don't even act black you act like you act white because of the music I listen to and I'm like I didn't realize that music was a color or like you had to be a certain color to listen to a certain type of music so it got really frustrating it was almost just like people you know taking you know that away from me or at least trying to and I'm like no like I'm not gonna let you this is my music whether you like it or not like this is what I enjoy this is my life and so it just it's frustrating when people try to take something so personal and try to you know make it something completely different because at the end of the day I personally I feel I'm like it's none of your business what you think or not like this is what I enjoy listening to right and you know white people often will look at something that they see like people of color enjoying and be like wait this does not belong to you like this belongs to me so if they see like us somewhat enjoying anything they're like wait what's going on which yeah which is frustrating because it's like I don't know I don't know any you know people of color that would go up to a white person and be like hey that music's mine like I don't even think people I've never seen any person of color do that even with rap music like we understand you know the history the roots where it came from but we're not going to go to a white person and be like hey this is our music like why are you listening to that like who got you into this you know like we would never ask white people the same questions they ask us about the type of music we listen to so it's just I don't know I don't understand why they think it's okay or their business at all yeah like Eminem is a great example like the black community has accepted him yeah, and there's so many, like, great white hip-hop artists, and mm-hmm. it's just very interesting, that that, that duality. Or, like, yeah. Well, it's also just confusing to me, too. It's just, like, you know, if, if you also enjoy this music, why wouldn't you want to, like, celebrate the fact that, like, I am also here enjoying this music? Like, why wouldn't you want to share this and celebrate it together? Like, why are you trying to, like essentially segregate us and be like yeah no like why are you here you're black you know like wouldn't you be happy that like there's more people enjoying the same music that you are regardless of their race so that's always what confused me too is like what shouldn't you be happy that we're both like here like vibing chilling to the same music but it's like no they got to point out like hey why are you here right so and like everyone looks at you like you're crazy yeah and like for me like I was always going with like my white friends or you know even more so when I got into like my teenage years and my adult years I was always going with my husband who is a 6'4 white man like everyone's always looking at him and then looking at me like very confused and it's like I get it but (laughs) like half the time like when we would go to shows or we would um you know just be like jamming out it's like people look at us funny and I'm like it's actually funny because I got him into this music but like you're gonna ask me about it probably 
or just like people assuming it's like oh you're here because of him right and it's like "Mm, no actually i'm here because i want to be here yeah definitely um and kind of back to the whole um white people making everything theirs kind of thing i've been feeling that way about like this current like response to uh the black lives matter movement especially Mm -hmm. from like band members and things like that like generally speaking like we've been saying black lives matter like Mm -hmm. i think you had said like since the mike brown incident happened yeah the same around the same time Mm -hmm. and but like when i would talk about it everyone would be like um stop you're making people mad stop saying that oh yeah like oh you're making people uncomfortable it's like i'm sorry but like your comfort is not my concern and so, yeah, like, I understand, like, how frustrating that is for people to be like, hey, like, stop talking about that or, like, you know, calm down. Like, you're making people uncomfortable or you're, like, you're upsetting other people. And it's like, well, you should be upset, just you're upset about the wrong thing. Right. Yeah, exactly. And um, so, yeah, it feels a bit, it's, like, a bunch of different mixed feelings for me because, like, on one hand, I'm, like, super... <laughs> I'm into the fact that other people are seeming to want to understand a little bit more where we're coming from. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it's like, do white people have to approve everything before it's, like, acceptable? Right. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Like, it's almost like as much as we say anything, it's not going to matter, you know, to the rest of the world until someone white is like, yeah, no, pay attention to this. Like, this is what we're talking about. This is what we care about. And then people are like, oh, right. Yeah. And it's like, we've been here screaming at you for a while now, but of course a white person like endorses it and it's suddenly okay. Like, and that's why I think it's such an issue with, you know, Black Lives Matter being, you know, kind of like a trendy thing is because of that exact reason where people are, you know, they're not paying attention until someone white and influential says something about it. And then they're like, oh, yeah, like, let me hop on this train. It's like, you should have been here already. Exactly. Um, And, yeah, like, I've been seeing um, band members and people in the alternative scene, like, saying, like, oh, I'm not ashamed to talk about this or blah, 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 which, like, that kind of sits wrong with me because... Mm -hmm. Why do you have to use that as a disclaimer? Right. Like you, I under, I understand it to an extent because of just like their position and knowing full well that it's like a taboo subject, but it's like, you should never be ashamed to stand up for human rights. And the fact that like, I don't know, like I understand like how it's frustrating, but at the same time, I kind of feel bad for them that they feel the need to say that because it's like, why, what is wrong with, you know, other people in the system that is making you feel like you have to be ashamed of speaking out against police brutality speaking out against just blatant murder like everyone should be against that (laughs) like so the fact that people feel like they should be ashamed or are going to be shamed for talking against that is crazy to me and yeah coming from there we definitely want to talk about what to do um to progress and just like mainly just start that converse these conversations um Mm. when it comes to this music scene predominantly white so 
so but I feel like for me like the fact that um, people are trying to learn and grow that says to me that they're ready for this like conversation mm-hmm. um, because yeah like I have was telling you before like I wanted to start this podcast for a little while now but I didn't feel like anyone was ready for it really or like anyone would listen you know because as you know um it's hard it's hard being us in like a white space and when nobody really wants to listen and nobody has experienced our experiences so it doesn't exist yeah and I also feel like a lot of people like to silence you know people like us who want to talk out like how against it because they're like you know, they're like, no, 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 be quiet, because I don't want to feel bad about myself that, like, I let this happen, or that I'm one of these people doing this. And it's like, no, I'm sorry. Like, I, I'm too old, and life is way too short, you know, to be silenced about this. Like, I've been dealing with this since I was, you know, 12, 13 years old. Like, it's ridiculous, and shouldn't be happening at all. And, you know, there's always going to be those people who aren't ready, you know, for this discussion, but you know that's not going to make it go away like whether I don't care if you're ready or not you're either going to hear it or you're just going to keep ignoring it and that is your own business but there's going to be people who you know understand it or you know just they want to educate themselves they want to learn about you know what's going on and that that's all I can ask for honestly right um yeah definitely with and like fan bases um like, I've been having some issues with certain fans uh, trying to start conversations online and things like that. So definitely want to have some band members, um, some, like, influential people on the podcast as well. Um, so that's in the planning. And I think that that will definitely help, you know, attract people to what we're trying to do or what we're trying to say as well. Yeah, yeah for sure. For sure, because I mean, although (laughs) although it is like our podcast and, you know, our, you know, thoughts and experiences and stuff, I think, you know, even just hearing from someone in the scene, you know, you know, like you said, the influential people, you know, people might actually start listening. And it kind of sucks because, you know, we were just talking about, you know, people don't want to listen until, you know, someone white and influential says something. But, you know, at this point, might as well use it to our advantage. And, you know, if we're trying to get people to listen to us then you know if someone else needs to help us you know I'm I'm down for the help (laughs) right yeah definitely um and then like like I said earlier like we can have these conversations also talking about music and um definitely if we have like musicians I would like to be like talking about their music and like what's going on with what they're doing especially the pandemic going on definitely how like yeah how everything that's been going on has been influencing them as musicians and artists um and just like having those conversations and i think that having artists and musicians of color on the show is gonna be very like important mm-hmm. for everyone involved because that will be more you know life experience um you know, what's the word? A test, a testament, testament. Yeah. Yeah, those life experiences that we we've been talking about. So um, maybe that will, you know, help people be like, oh, holy shit, this is happening. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I th- I think it 
I think it'll be fun, you know, getting um, musicians of color on because, you know, then we people are going to be able to see it from two different standpoints, from the fan standpoint and from the, mus the musician standpoint of being a person of color in this scene. Like it's, I think a lot of people also don't realize that too, is like, it's not just the fans who are getting this ridicule and harassment and just like overall, like just stupid stuff, you know, it's also the musicians, you know, like Danny from Neck Deep was talking about in his interview, like how he dealt with stuff over the years of just like people being like, just gross to him. And it's like, I don't think a lot of people understand like, yeah, they may be in the scene, they may be a musician, but that doesn't, you know, that doesn't exempt them from racism in the scene. So I think it'll be interesting, you know, not even for us, but also for our listeners to see both sides. Yeah, you brought up Danny. I was just thinking I had I had um, had a conversation with him mm -hmm. years ago, and he was we were talking about this very issue, and he he brought up like, yeah, it's it's tough sometimes, but like it's really awesome to be like he. I think he saw it as like being unique, mm -hmm. which like definitely. So I think that um, we can definitely explore like just like uplifting each other and like just being supportive and um, oh yeah, like a community. Like that's that's another yeah. like huge aspect of this for me. Yeah, I agree too. Like although like we are gonna be talking about like hard topics and you know like just the not fun stuff I think it's also important to be like but hey like we're still here we're still kicking we are still happy um you know this is still you know a bright part of my life and again like even with like Danny and having guests on the show it's just you know being like you know you're kicking ass you're doing amazing <laughs> you're doing amazing sweetie <laughs> but yeah just making sure that although there is a lot of you know essentially darkness in you know, these these type of situations that also, you know, we're keeping it positive at the same time, or at least coming out of this in a positive way. Right. And like, at the end of the day, we're just people, we were just two like emo kids at the freaking Paramore show at the end of the day, just like anybody else. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, we've had extra issues that um, need to be talked about. And unfortunately, are still happening. Yeah, I agree. I also love that you brought up Paramore because like both times I saw Paramore, I was sitting there crying and I'm like, I'm the only black kid here, but I'm fine. <laughs> I actually have never seen them live. Oh, it took me so many years. I, I think I had so many concerts of theirs planned when I was a teenager, but it just never ended up working out. I didn't see them until 2017 when I was... I think it, what, I was 22. It was right before I turned 22. It was like two months. And yeah, so I was like an adult at this point and they're singing Misery Business and I'm like crying like a weirdo. <laughs> and then I saw them again in 2018. Um, you know, like after, actually no, after Laughter came out before both of those concerts. And it was just like really fun to kind of be an adult and like seeing them grow, but also you know, going to throwbacks and, you know, singing Misery Business. And, like, I think she sang Decode, like, the first concert I ever went to, and I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> but yeah, it was definitely weird being, like, <laughs> crying at the Paramore concert. I'm like, definitely didn't think I'd be here, but I'm chilling. <laughs> you know, I saw, um, it was in, like, when was that? December, January? I saw Hawthorne Heights. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh, I've never been able to see them, but I would have cried. Dude, my little 13 year old self they had they were selling a shirt that said um i used to listen to hawthorne heights in high school and i was like oh my god yes i did i like, definitely did yeah and it was it was funny i saw them i went with my friend we um they were playing in ocala and ocala's like a small i know like Everyone that loves a data member is like. Oh. I was about to say, all I thought was a data member. I was like, everyone's probably just gonna be like, oh, the place where a data member is from. Like, yeah, we're not yeah. talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I think a lot of people don't realize that that town is like, like if you actually went there, you'd be like, what? Like, a data member came from here. Like. Right. Yeah, I heard it's just like tiny. Like, it's nothing. There's like more horses than people. I'm pretty sure. I mean, honestly, that sounds like a town I want to live in. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was like, it was like me, and there was like this one other black guy in there, and I think I went up to him, I was like, hey, and I was like, it's just us. And yeah, I love seeing other people of color at shows, especially like sm- like more small intimate shows, because like you like you make eye contact, and then you kind of like put your fist up, you're like, yep, we just recognize that we're the only black people here, yeah. and we'll stick together. <laughs> which I love I mean honestly like even if like nothing comes of it or even if like you don't talk to that person it's nice to just exchange the eye contact and move along yeah definitely yeah and that's actually how because um oh we didn't really talk about who we are but we can do that in a second um yeah let me just say like uh because um I've been doing I was doing an ongoing like photo series of like people of color and mm-hmm. Um, like at shows and like alternative spaces and obviously I can't do that right now but yeah that was like a really good way for me to meet like new people and um just like connections with yeah that community so that was like really really like kind of therapeutic for me in a way yeah like yeah here we are we're out here yeah we we out here we are here whether you like to ignore us or not we exist in this space yeah, so, like, we kind of just, like, we're talking, but we didn't really introduce who we are at all. Yeah. So, like, I was just going to say, like, a quick thing about myself, and then you can go. Perfect. Um, yeah, so, my name's Gabby. I'm living in Tampa, Florida right now. Um, I'm a teacher. I'm an artist. Lately, just been, you know, working and working on some of my art. Been, um, like, I just mentioned my photo, my photo series that I've been doing. But... Yeah, I've been doing that and been doing some, like, collages as well. Um, also was recording some music earlier this year and last year, but that's kind of on the back burner as of right now. But, um, yeah, that's, like, creatively what I've been up to and this podcast. So I'm really excited to finally have started this, and I think it's going to be great for everyone involved. Very soon. Yes. Also, um, that music, did not know you were doing that, but I'm kind of excited about it now. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I put the, um, the link to my page in my bio. Maybe I didn't. You definitely did for the photo project, but maybe, I don't know. I know, we've been talking, well, I don't know, it's been like, what, two months now? <laughs> yeah, like, I, how do we even, oh yeah, it was from that thing that Danny posted, right? Yeah, the way we met was Danny posted about his interview, and then... I reposted it to my story and said a little something. And then I think he reposted it on his story. And then you just, like, popped up. And I was like, yes, finally, someone understands what I'm talking about. Yeah, and I think I was like, 
hey, I need a co-host. I don't yeah. know if I said that directly to you or, like... No, I think you brought up, you're like, I want to start this podcast and I want to have, like, you know, guests and people on who understand it. And then you're like, yeah, I... you're like, I also want to co-host. And, I was... and you're like, do you know anyone who'd be interested? I'm like, me? <laughs> <laughs> like, I will do it. Um, yeah, no, it's been, like, a couple months now. And we've talked about so much, so I kind of love it. But yeah, no, music, that was, that's news to me, but I'm excited. I'll support you no matter what. Um, but I'm Kyla. I currently live in Tucson, Arizona. I'm originally from Minnesota, the coldest place on earth. Um, I creative, creatively, I don't really do much. I, you know, consider myself an artist. I try to do what I can. I love painting. I love photography. That's like my main one. Um, but, you know, as of right now, just working my way, you know, up. I love my job. I'm a manager at a retail store. Um, but, you know, I don't do much, unfortunately, especially because of quarantine. You know, my life kind of was put on hold after, you know, COVID hit. You know, I was working, you know, my two jobs and COVID hit. One job closed. The other one closed. And, you know, I was pretty much just, like, free to do whatever I wanted. So... And now it's just my job, my one job opened up again. So now we're working. It's been great being back at work, just like having a schedule again. Because during quarantine, I'm like, I'm just going to sleep all the time and do nothing. And now that I have my job back, I'm just, you know, I feel like an actual person again. But yeah, but during quarantine, I did, um, my goal was to try and do like an art piece, like a week, whether it was like, you know, taking pictures or painting something or I love like arts and crafts type of stuff. So I finally, so for many, many years, I always wanted to make a scrapbook with all my concert tickets in it. And during quarantine, I finally started that. And I was so proud of myself. (laughs) Yeah. And I went through like, I went through my computer. I went through my phones to find old pictures of me um, with bands or just like me at the concerts and printed those out course I got lazy and then I never finished it but I started it and that's what's important (laughs) but it was also fun just kind of like go through all the pictures and like you know see the bands that I've met and you know all the bands that I've seen so it was really fun Mm -hmm. but yeah that's me I'm kind of boring but I (laughs) you know what else can you do when you're stuck at home for months on end yeah, my bad. I did not mean to, like, set that up, like, as an artist standard thing. <laughs> no, you're totally good. No, you're totally good, because I understand it, because, I mean, that's who I am as a person, so I love it. Because, I mean, other than that, like, I don't go to school, and my job, although I love my job so much, it's not a career. Um, So, really, all I'm doing is, like, I'm just a working person, but art is, like, one of the main things in my life that I love. So, it worked out perfectly. <laughs> Yeah, um, so what do you, what kind of store do you work at? Do you want to tell people? Um, maybe I won't say the name of the store, but <laughs> um, I work at this really amazing store. Um, we sell a lot of, like, metaphysical stuff, like crystals, tarot cards, you know, books teaching you on crystals, meditation, stuff like that. But also, you know, kind of like a novelty store. Like, we have a bunch of jewelry, home decor, clothing, stuff like that. But... You know, I'm, I've always been a person who's always been really into, like, crystals and, you know, I guess, quote-unquote, witchy stuff. Um, 
So finding a store that not only I work with people who are the same type of people and understand it and support me, but also, you know, whenever I need supplies, literally all I have to do is go to work. <laughs> so it's kind of awesome. Oh, yeah. But I it's it's super cool. I just, I love working there so much. But also this is like, I don't know, I, I would probably consider this like my first big girl job because um, I'm essentially like a third manager um so like just being in a position where like I'm in charge of people although when I first started I was like oh my god this is so scary but now it's really fun because although I am in charge all of my coworkers, my employees like they're amazing people and we all just have like this mutual respect that you know we're here for one reason and to make sure that the store is good and that our customers are happy you know when I tell people I work in retail they're like oh my god that you poor thing and I'm like actually no I don't have to deal with terrible people Dude. So I'm pretty lucky. <laughs> um, I'm a fucking teacher in the middle of a pandemic in a high school right now. So like oh my. described literally sounds amazing. Yeah. You know, I'm glad I'm very thankful for the position that I'm in now. Just being able to work for such a cool company, but also being able to work with amazing people in like a super chill environment and just really get to be myself for like the first time really because you know I'm I'm an alternative person I have stretched ears I have piercings I have many many tattoos and you know everyone's always just like you're never gonna get a good job with that and, you know for the longest time I was like yeah you're probably right but I don't care I'm still gonna you know be whoever I want to be and so with a lot of jobs I kind of had to you know hide parts of me and so I'm really excited because I don't have to do that for my job now. Like I can have all my tattoos, my piercings, you know, I can have colored hair if I want. I don't have any hair right now, really. (laughs) Um, But also it's like, I get to dress how I want, you know, it's just, it's really freeing to be in a job where I can be authentic to myself as well as working and making money. Right. Which we already like as black women, we already have to freaking hide parts of ourselves in the, in working yeah so like that's really awesome yeah it's super cool. and like my store manager she's a native american woman and she's like, the same way she doesn't have piercings but she has lots of tattoos and she she's also into um you know rock metal you know that type of music so it's really cool having someone like her be my boss because i feel even more comfortable but yeah, I'm so sorry that you are a teacher in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> that sounds awful and so stressful. Yeah, I was not expecting to go back right now. <laughs> like, right. In person and um, half of my students are online. So I have to like have a video call and be teaching the in-person class at the same time. And it's a lot. <laughs> wow. Yeah. At that point, just put everyone online. Yeah. I was so surprised when people were, like, talking about going back to school in person. I'm like, are you crazy? Did you hear, did you hear about that one, I don't remember what state it was in, but there was, like, this news story, and this dude was like, yeah, they're thinking about letting non-white kids go to school first and see how well that works out, and then the white kids can go to school. And I'm like, wait, what? What? Yeah. Like, like, no, I'm it's fine. Like, it. we'll put the black kids in danger, and if they survive, then the white kids can come back. They were saying that they, somebody said, oh, we want black people to take the vaccine first. Yeah. That's, ugh, it's just disgusting, honestly. Like, 
Right. It's and it's like I'm not surprised that that is happening, but it's just like mm-hmm. you guys like at least try to hide it, or like me, like I just feel like it's so brazen out in the open still. Yeah. It's just like damn, y'all really don't care. Yeah, I know. It's like you know sometimes like I read news articles or even just like read posts on you know social media about this stuff, and I'm you know for like a second I'm like wow that really happened, but then I sit back and I'm like yeah. That doesn't surprise me at all. Like, yeah, that happened. <laughs> it's just upsetting. But you know what? Whatever. We, uh, we're going to power through it. <laughs> I think that pretty much covered a lot, you know, just kind of about us and what we're here for, what we want to do going forward. So. All right. So, yeah, that was our intro um, episode. Thanks for checking out Black Girl Emo Night. Um, We're going to be doing this weekly, so check back next week for our next episode. Have a great day. Bye.